Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The One Tough Mother Podcast. The One Tough Mother Show is real talk with special guests, including industry leaders, celebrities, and amazing women who've overcome adversities to work their way to the top and are willing to share their real life lessons. Remember, you don't have to be a mother to be one tough mother. It's all about you. Hey, welcome to the One Tough Mother Show. We're glad you're here. It's fall. I love it. It's cool out. There's pumpkins. Halloween's coming, which is one of my favorite holidays. And I wanted to ask the gals, please, what'd you do? You know what I did? Don't laugh at me, but I decided with everything that's going on in the world, I called a bunch of people that I truly love, and I just told them that I love you. Oh, she did. I did. She, she did. She, she did. was one of them. Killed. I see you all the time. Yeah, you know I love she you. She made me cry. But I was just but like, I love you. Like this, I just felt like doing it. There I know that sounds lot of silly, maybe crazy, on. but yeah. Hey, no, I think we no. I think we need a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. I no. do too. Yeah. What what happened with you last week? Oh, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Do I have four days? <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not going to talk about any of that, all of that stuff I've been like dumping on Lisa. So I'm going to talk about, I made split pea soup. Hey, my mom made that yesterday. Mm. Split pea soup from scratch. Took me half a Sunday to do it. And it came out, gr- yes, I know. Thank you. I, did I, you I, put ham in it? I did. She said, yeah, I put did, ham I in did. it. I did. I did the whole, I called my mother every 20 minutes. What else do I put in here, mommy? What else? What else? What? And then, it, and I made, the only thing that I did, I decided I was going to try to make dumplings. Okay. And my mom said, get some, a little bit of, um, Gail, get a little bit of baking powder. Just, just kind of, mm, but don't t- put too much because otherwise they'll take up the whole pot. So I wasn't sure what too much was. So I, yeah, my dumplings were approved. <laughs> <laughs> One mommy, big crispy. Uh, really just, Wait. mommy, I'm, I promise I'm going to do it again and, and, and I'm going to do it better. I got to just say, Gail goes into her mother, her mother from Trinidad. That was Gail's. <laughs> Just imitating her mother, which she goes in and out of accents and dialects little, all day. And then my friends try to do me, and it always comes across Irish. They never can do. It's like, <laughs> oh, would you like to do that with your lucky Honey, charms? what did you do this week? Um, what did I do this week? A lot of um, cleaning up the yard. You know, it's that time of year. I've got a lot more to do. I've got to cut a lot of stuff down and getting ready for Halloween. I got my pumpkins and did Don't a bunch you- of stuff. Took my granddaughter apple picking. That was fun for her preschool. I just have to say, she's a real character, so we get to the... Um, class of preschool class and um all the kids are there and we walk in and she goes she's three and she goes friends this is my nana (laughs) and everybody just looks at her like okay yeah well she gets that honestly um from my son who's we used to call him the mayor and the senator when he was a kid so um seth what did you do what happened to your world this week um Yes. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't remember. You must have done something fun with the kids. <sighs> <laughs> I was still stuck on, um, on Lisa's thing. I love you, everyone. It reminded me that uh, the FDA approved MDMA for people with PTSD. So I was wondering if uh, 
At least oh, you got our hands gosh. on some MDMA. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Listen. Yeah. You know what? Really? You're really going to go there? I. You are. After this show? Oh, oh you're not getting a phone call, dude. You oh. are done. Oh, really? <laughs> well, well okay. I've got a gr- we've got a really great show. I'm going to cut right into these guys. We've got a really great show um, this week again. This week um, we continue our support for Breast Cancer Awareness Month by having two awesome, awesome guests and very tough mothers as our guests here. So we have one of these gorgeous women on the phone, and the other one is going to be in our studio. They both proved that through their anxious times with breast cancer that you can find fabulous wonderful opportunity and they both created two unbelievable companies and we're really proud to have them here in our studio we're going to have cynthia bestiman i couldn't remember she told me how to say it bestiman who is the owner and product formulator for violets are blue a delicious online store that sells gorgeous naturally designed skincare and products as well as lip balm and she brought us some and we've been smelling them and having fun with them and we also have dana founder and designer of the online store anna ono which carries sexy gorgeous lingerie and loungewear for women with breast cancer who've either been just diagnosed or have had surgery or is going through breast cancer just gorgeous gorgeous stuff they both have powerful stories and we want you to hear them so when we come back you're going to meet these great women we'll be right back the one tough mother podcast real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you so our first guest today is Dana Ono, and she owns Anna Ono. Why, why the name, Anna Ono? Well, uh, my name is Dana Donafree, so Anna Ono is me, double D free. Oh, very <laughs> cute. That's okay. No, we're all like, oh. Yeah, you know, it, it always takes a second, but I, I let it seep in for a minute. That's cute. So, so tell us what it is. What is Anna Ono exactly? So Anna Ono is uh, intimates and loungewear for women post-breast surgery, often related to a cancer diagnosis. Okay. Okay. So it's it's everything from bras to underwear to sweats kind of thing? Everything comfy yeah. and soft? and Everything comfy. We uh, really start dressing um, a woman the immediate upon diagnosis. So the moment she hears that she has breast cancer and she's breast surgery, we have solutions for her all the way from her mastectomy through her radiation therapy, post-surgically, and into her life beyond. So we really try to be a one-stop shop where we can hopefully make this piece of your life a little less stressful and a little bit more like, you know, lingerie shopping, same as you did before you had cancer. Oh, that is so fun. And that's awesome because um, my girlfriend, well, I've had several girlfriends with breast cancer, but my girlfriend just finished up um, one of her treatments in August. And we always talk about the things that you can wear and you can't wear. And a lot of the tough mothers in the tough mother army across the world actually have had breast cancer, have had surgeries, and they talk about they can't raise their arms or they can't have things on their scars and soft and everything like that. So that's really awesome. What led you into this? What made you say, okay, uh, I'm going to make these things? Well, you know, I kind of had a cosmic ball that just exploded in my life. I was diagnosed in 2010, a day before my 28th birthday. And being a young woman and having, you know, really aggressive cancer markers, I underwent a bilateral mastectomy with reconstruction myself. 
Uh, it just so happened I was also a fashion designer. And um, so I was really able to assess the problem very early on in my treatment and woke up in a hot flash in the middle of the night and it just kind of dawned on me. I thought to myself, God, I let it this part of my life, just dressing myself every morning, dictate the entire way my day goes. And why, why do I allow that to happen? I should do something about it. And that's when I started putting pen to paper and started designing beautiful intimates that actually fit my new body. Holy shit. And that's what I have to say. Yes. 28. <laughs> yes, I like that. 28. Last words when it comes to cancer. <laughs> I mean, it, it, cancer's big in your family. What? No. Total surprise, total shock, um, no family history. Uh, my mother's sister had it when she was young. She was about 35 years old, and that was a long time ago. Um, so it was a shock to her then. But so far, uh, no genetics have been identified um, as far as an increased risk. So uh, my aunt is still with us today, and if those are the genes I have, I'm okay with it. You know, it's funny because my girl, my other girlfriend now, I have quite a few girlfriends that have breast cancer, but my other girlfriend said, well, nobody in our family, no history in our family. Yeah. I'm starting a trend here. How sad is that, actually? You know, and you're 28. Yeah. Like, yeah. tell me, Dana, did you find a lump? Did, how did that happen? Yeah, I, I totally found my lump on accident. I had just had my annual gyno appointment um, with my doc. Uh, did the breast exam. I mean, I was engaged to be married. I kind of lived by the feel something, say something rule. Um, I wasn't really doing any self exams. And um, a month later, I just felt like almost a pea sized lump uh, really close to my armpit, actually. And that's what led me to call the doctor and just kind of say, hey, I have, I think what I, a lump in my breast. I think what I think is a lump, you know, and and one thing led to another, and my diagnosis came to me a day before my birthday, the next month. Unbelievable! And and let's let's really like get that out there for all the young women to hear, and for everyone actually to hear, because um, in my family, cystic breasts are normal, and I know just right. from my mother and people in my life that if you drink a lot of caffeine, it's cysts reproduce they get worse and worse that that's one of the things that help you know not help but that make breast cystic is is caffeine so i'm 28 i find a lump i'm thinking yeah cysts are big in my family not right no go to the doctor you know what we as women know our bodies better than anybody else does and you have to self-advocate if you feel a lump in your breast and your doctor tells you Let's keep an eye on it. That's, let's just look at it. Let's come back in six months. You refuse to take that as an answer and you get the test done because unfortunately, as a young woman, I have too many of my friends where that has been the case. And, you know, now they have breast cancer. Now their breasts have been removed. Some are metastatic. So, you know, you've, you've got to know definitively that it is nothing. And um, this is not a sit and watch game. It, it, it can't be. Um, it could take your life if you sit and watch for too long. And that's a, the best. That is the best advice. And a big, huge point that we need to make is when you hear that and everybody wants to hear, oh, it's, our, it's just a cyst or eh, let's just watch and wait because you want to be in denial that it's there. Wrong. Wrong. Right. You, right. you want to get out there. So, OK, so they say now you have breast cancer. What were your options? What did they what were your options that they brought to you? Uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of options. Um, at the time, I, I was 
a young woman. That means the cancer is typically more aggressive. Um, I tested positive for estrogen. I also tested positive for a um, alternative breast cancer uh, called HER2 positive, uh, which is great. Now, it was not great more than 10 years ago. We now have a targeted therapy that directs itself directly to that sort of cancer. But uh, really, you know, the bilateral mastectomy was the best choice I could make for my survival rate. And, um, and you know, but I, there was a million of other decisions. I was engaged to be married. We actually postponed our wedding for a year. Um, it was two months before our wedding when I got the diagnosis. And, you know, we're sitting in the doctor office and we're getting asked if we want to have children. Right. And, and I had to make a decision. Do we want kids in our life or do we not want kids, you know, with a week before my chemotherapy started? So um, it's a really, really intense moment in time, especially if you're premenopausal. Right, right, right. And, you know, it's funny because um, there was no, it's not funny, but there was nothing out there for you guys because like as far as lingerie or clothing or or comfortable things, because um, there's a. At that point, who there? Um, ten years ago, I don't think I heard of that many people your age having breast cancer. Now I hear it all the time. Well, yeah, it's changed quite a bit um, just since my diagnosis. But yeah, I mean that was the thing. I mean that's what propelled me to start Anna Ono was, you know, not only was I twenty eight years old now going through treatment, but I got thrust into a world that was built for my grandma. Right, and it. I didn't feel sexy. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel feminine. I was going into mastectomy stores being given probably the, you know, the worst grandma bra you could ever close your eyes and imagine and expecting that that was my only option after my surgery. And I just refused to accept that answer. Right, right, right. So tell us about your line. Tell us about the things that you have that are gorgeous and beautiful. So, you know, we start out with a recovery wear line, and this is a loungewear line that women use after their mastectomies. Um, when you leave your mastectomy, you can have several drains um, exiting your body to help with the fluid retention and, and releasing that from, from the surgery process. And some women can have these drains in from three weeks to six weeks of their life. It's very difficult to dress yourself. So all of our loungewear um, is either step in or wrap around. And uh, we have front closure surgical bras, and I, I kind of laugh that, you know, as soon as your doctor releases you from the Iron Maiden, uh, you're allowed <laughs> to, to jump into your Ana Ono front closure bra. Um, and we also have a line for uh, those undergoing radiation therapy. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, after several weeks of radiation therapy, your body starts to burn, almost like a really intense sunburn. Uh, some people can even have third-degree burns from their radiation. So your skin needs to be protected. It needs to be secured. You need some light support during this time. And a lot of doctors tell you to go around wearing a T-shirt. Well, I don't know about you, but, you know, or most women, like, I, you know, I had to work during my treatment. So we want to make sure that you still feel feminine, that you can still wake up and put yourself together and paint on your face or whatever makes you feel good about yourself. Um, while remaining as comfortable as humanly possible. And, um, and then, you know, I like to say we get women back into the bedroom. I was aged to be married, and I could not take off my bra after my surgery. And all I could wear was a sports bra. And I didn't feel sexy when it became, you know, time to be intimate with my partner. And, you know, I'd like to know that if you're not comfortable maybe exposing your scars or exposing your new body that you can wear something sexy that 
empowers you to feel strong and confident and courageous in those moments. That's awesome. And you know what? You you just made a point that, that I want to touch on. You've got a new body. It's different now. Yeah. And yep. and how do how do you see women coming when they come into the shop and when they come in and talk to you about that? What kind of reactions do you get to that? A lot of uh, really intense emotional reactions. Um, I've been there. I've done that. I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to take my shirt off in front of a stranger and show breasts that aren't breasts, you know, boobs that don't have nipples. Um, you know, there's a lot that we go through, you know, in this transition and, you know, it can be really damaging to your mental state, uh, your body image, your self-confidence. And a lot of the women that come in and we have a moment and we cry and we laugh, but we get that Anna Ono bra on them and they walk out standing taller, standing prouder and feeling better about themselves than they have in a long time. And and those are the moments that I cherish. And those are the moments that I just am so incredibly thankful for that I get the opportunity to see, you know, a little butterfly morph into a, (laughs) into a, you know, or a a caterpillar morph into a butterfly. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because um, even in my experience and, and I've not, had breast cancer. I want everyone to know that I, I, I do this because of the people I love. But with my one tough mother shirts, I had bought an mm-hmm. expensive shirt for the first one because of the material, because it was really soft. Well, when breast cancer patients and breast cancer women who have had a breast cancer or reconstructive or radiation kept writing me saying, you know, I had this and I, I would send them a shirt. They'd say, oh, it's so soft. I can wear it without a bra. Yeah. It's a, so then pretty soon I'm sending out thousands and thousands of dollars worth of shirts and everybody's like, you need to go to a lesser shirt. I can't, I can't do it in my mind. I don't care if I'm giving it to them or not. I want it to be that same soft. Oh my God. Feeling on that shirt. And Melissa Barry, who was here with us last week, who introduced you to me, she made a great point. She said, take a woman's boobs and hair away. And that's really defeminizing. So you must Absolutely. see that all. That That's very, very um, defeminizing. So, yeah, when she said that, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, you don't think of those things. So you get them coming in from directly out of surgery or do you go see? Have you ever gone in the hospital and seen them? I, I have. I've been in hospitals. I've hand-delivered recovery robes. I've done fittings in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I do whatever I can because I know how important it is. And, and, you know, Melissa's absolutely right. And it's not, we should not be ashamed of ourselves or our, our identities. If, if you're attached to your hair and how that makes you feel, and if that makes you feel beautiful, or you're attached to your breasts or your eyelashes or your eyebrows, celebrate it. Don't right. feel ashamed because you want to feel beautiful. That's not that's not fair. That's not right. You know, like embrace it. But if you want to wear a wig with big blonde hair, then wear a wig with big blonde hair. And if you want to go through reconstruction and get an enhanced and an enhanced shape from what you had before, then go do it. Maybe you don't want breasts at all. Don't do it. You know. So I I feel like there's so many options throughout this entire process that. We should celebrate ourselves and whatever those answers are. And and that's a big motto of us at Anna Ono is that, you know, we kind of say one breast, two breasts or no breasts, right? We want you to feel sexy. We want you to feel like a woman and in the individual that you were before cancer. So no matter what, 
like, we've got something for you. We want you to feel good about yourself. We want you to celebrate. And that's, you know, everything that drives everything that we do. I, I love that. I think you're incredible. I think what you're doing is incredible. And I think what you're doing is, is just so needed by so many. And the fact that there's so many young women right now that have to go through this makes my stomach upset, but I'm glad that you're there for them. And it's just, it's the whole thing is just very inspiring. So where do I go to get Anna Ona where? So you can uh, get all the collection online at AnnaOno.com. That's A-N-A-O-N-O. And a little tidbit, a little hint for um, women out there that do have breast cancer. Uh, a lot of the, our bras are covered by your insurance. And you may not know that. So we've got a lot of information on our website. Uh, you can get a prescription from your doctor. Your insurance can cover the pocketed bras. And we can help you do that. So if you have any questions, feel free to uh, send us an email live chat us, call us, all of our information's on the website, and uh, we'll help you navigate whatever road you need to navigate. That's awesome. And it's A-N-A-O-N-O dot com, correct? Correct. You got it. And Dana, I'm sorry. Say your last name again for me, please. Donafrey. Donafrey. Okay. For, I don't know why I thought it was Delafrey, but Donafrey. Okay. Well, I can't thank you enough for being in the show. I can't wait to come and see oh. you. I'm going to come. My son actually works right outside of Philly. So I'm going to come in, oh, awesome. um, have lunch with him and I'm going to come to your shop and I'm going to show you some things I got and we'll have a chat. Please. I'm excited. Oh my God. I love it. And thank you. Thank you so much. Your work is incredible. Oh. And I'm so honored to share Anna Ono with your audience. So thank you. To you. Oh, thank you. And um, girls, this is Tough Mother Lisa, Tough Mother Gail, and we also have beautiful Cynthia here. So let's say goodbye, a really nice goodbye to, to Dana. Dana, I love you. Tough Mother Lisa, thank you so much because I know what I'm getting my mother now for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> She's metastatic, but it's okay. Oh, well, we love, her. we love her just the same. Yes. Thank you for being such a great advocate and for also uh, reminding women to be their own spokesperson to take to be an advocate for yourself don't you know to say no that's not the right answer and find the right doctor that's going to give you the right answer empower yourself yes excellent yes and um we will talk to you soon thank you dana thank you guys so much have a good one bye you dana bye. Bye. Bye, bye bye the one tough mother podcast real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you and next, we have a wonderful woman who's actually in the studio with us. Yay! Hi. We love having guests in the studio. And um, her name is Cindy Cynthia Bestiman. And Cynthia owns Violets Are Blue, which is, violets are like one of my favorite flowers. So when I saw that, I was ex super excited. She has a super kick-ass logo. I think everything about what she does and what she has is just amazing. And we want to welcome our guest, to our show, who brought us some goodies? <laughs> our friend Cynthia Bestiman. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. We're excited to have any. We always get super excited about having people in the <laughs> in the studio with us. Yeah. And you, you're very kind to bring us. I had emailed her this morning for Lisa's mother and for my girlfriend. Could you bring some? deodorant because she has natural deodorants and she was kind enough to bring gift bags of fun cool stuff and Bless you. Thank you share the, the wealth share the wealth is how <laughs> i feel awesome 
So we're going to start with you, Cynthia. Everything smells delicious, and it's it's just absolutely beautiful that, that I can't believe it. So explain to us what exactly Violets and Blue are. Violets are Blue is an organic skincare line, um, and we have two two lines. The Beloved line, which is designed for women going through breast cancer treatment, and then our signature line, that is for women who are out of or who have never been in treatment. And then the proceeds to our signature line help support donations that we do with our Beloved line at a local hospital here in New York City. Yeah, I loved that part. Yeah. Tell them what you do at the hospital, because I, th- I thought that was amazing. Well, I donate um, skincare packages to women at the Dubin Breast Center, which is where I was treated, and every woman on their first day of um, chemo are given a package, our beloved full-size package, um, to start their treatment off. It can often be the day of chemo. I was lucky enough I didn't have to have chemo, but from what I've told that your first day of chemotherapy is often scarier than the day you were diagnosed because you don't know what's going to happen to you. When is your going to hair, hair going to fall out? Are you going to have an allergic reaction? Are you going to be sick? Um, is it going to work? And it's, it's really, um, it's a fearful day. So to have something to open up, to touch, to smell, to feel, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, just make a woman feel like a woman and feel beautiful um, and take her focus off of what is actually happening to her in that moment. That is just, I want to talk to you about that after the show, because that's just an incredible, incredible thing to do. And you're an incredible woman for doing it. So tell us your backstory. Tell us how you got into this. Well, I was diagnosed out of the blue in 2011 at the age of 46. No family history. Um, I hadn't had red meat in 25 years, rarely drink, don't smoke. So, you know, my diagnosis came out of nowhere in my mind. And um, I remember six months before being diagnosed, I was working in real estate. I was making a lot of money and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I was working 24-7. I remember laying in bed thinking something has got to change. And I feel like my breast cancer was caused um, 90% environmentally and 10% my own body trying to get me to wake up and pay attention. Oh, wow. And um, I went on a rampage after my diagnosis and cleared my house of everything plastic, changed everything from our dishes, our detergents, our laundromat, our bed sheets, um, everything I switched in our house. And I didn't think about skincare until about three months later, I was at the drugstore, probably picking up Xanax or something to get me through my treatment. The first thing I say to women when you're first diagnosed, get a therapist and get Klonopin or Xanax. And that's going to be your best friend for the first two months. It's much cooler than you need in my bag right now. Exactly. Get whatever gets you through. And so um, this woman in front of me was picking up a salve for her infant. And she was saying to the pharmacist, you know, how do I do it? And he said, oh, you just rub it on... Um, her forearm, uh, and it gets absorbed into the bloodstream immediately. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa, I never thought about that. So when I got home, I brought out all my beauty products, and I started Googling all of the ingredients. And they were things that said, you know, f- coconut oil inf- infused. infused. You know, you learn that infused is another word for the devil, basically. Um, and so I started uh, freaking out about everything that I was putting on my skin. And then, oddly enough, and this is where the divine intervention comes in, there was a class starting 10 blocks from my house the next night on how to make your own organic bath and body products. I signed up immediately, and I went into the class, and it was like, it was like, you know, the light coming on and like the angels singing. And this was like, I thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but this has got to be something bigger than this moment. And I fell in love with making my own products and learning about oils and butters and essential oils and what works for what and what helps, you know, 
whether you breathe it in or whether you put it on your skin. And I just became immersed in formulating for myself. And then I would go to treatment. I was having radiation at the time. I would tell all the women about it. No, you've got to make your own stuff. And they would look at me and they'd say, you know, I have a job. I have three kids at home. I don't have the time to do this. Or I don't have the energy to sit and Dwayne read and read the backs of labels and figure out what's good for me or not. And that's when I decided I want to make skincare for women in treatment. And I mentioned it to my oncologist a few weeks later. And she said, that's an amazing idea. I'm going to put you in touch with the heads of the Dubin Center. So um, I met with them a month later and I madly formulated in the meantime, and I, I uh, work with a biochemist, and I also have a mentor who ran um, the Bath and Body Workshop. And so I, I came to them with six products. They took them. They had to get everything tested and approved, both legally and from ingredient standpoint. And uh, two months after that, I was delivering my first package, and it was that just suddenly so it was like crazy. the ball was rolling, and I was like, I'm That's I'm in this, yeah. Yeah. And, and I what just is your husband like, saying? Like, what are you doing? He, I'll tell you, this is where I get emotional. From day one, when I was diagnosed, I mean, I met so many women in treatment whose husband left them, or they didn't come to oh. the, the appointments. My husband, from day one, would say. We are going through breast cancer. We are dealing oh with this. Gosh. We were luckily um, business partners in real estate. And he said, you go do whatever you need to do. I'm going to take over the business. And I was like off doing yoga and Reiki and meditation. And he was like, you do you. I'm here for you. We're going to get through this. And That's he, great. Yeah. And then he's also, you know, financially supported the business now until we, you know, really got going a couple years ago. So he's never once said, you know, listen, maybe you want to think about, you know, getting a job at Starbucks. Like, you gotta never. You got it. Yeah. I got, I got he, really lucky. Does he have a lucky. brother by chance? Just, just throw it out <laughs> He there. does, but his brother's married right, with two kids. Mind. Yeah. Cousin, maybe. Well, no, yeah. 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 Yeah.
when I formulate, I, I come together with what oils and butters and essential oils I want to use. Then I have a biochemist who helps me test for s- sustainability, you know, just making sure that everything is sourced correctly. So I do, I do have a couple people that I work with, but I have my hand in every product and the basic basics of the formulation I that do. That is really cool. And you know what? When I love it. I, I love would think it. that's the best. And people don't realize your skin is your biggest organ. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm um, one that puts on lotion every day yeah. just because I naturally have dry skin. So yeah. I'm always putting on lotion. But I looked in the bag that you brought and I looked online actually mm-hmm. last couple weeks. But then I looked in the bag you brought and the lip balm was here. And mm. Lisa opened it and let me smell it. you got to realize when you're going through treatment, when you're going through medications when you're doing your body dries out mm-hmm. and that lip balm to me i thought oh my god it's what heaven. a great it's idea heaven. Yeah. the key ingredient in that is the castor oil that's sort of the secret the castor oil of yesteryear that our parents were forced to take yes. a spoonful every day mm-hmm. it's a miracle oil and what's interesting is a lot of skincare lines don't carry a lip balm and to me, I did it for two reasons. One, I think the lips are the most important thing because you talk about the skin being the largest organ. We put lotion on usually once a day. You put lip balm on throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You sit there chatting oh, with your yeah. friends. You have a meal. You put it yeah. on. You're licking your lips. So it's going in two ways. You're digesting it and you're absorbing it in your lips. And also with treatment, whether it be chemo or radiation, when I was on radiation, my lips were peeled and cracked. And it's right. like being in the worst Minnesota winter right. is how you your skin feels. It is literally zapped of every ounce of moisture and your nails crack and your feet crack and your hair frizzes if you're you know lucky enough to keep your hair so it's really about with the lip balm I just wanted it to be so cushiony and so um like not too thick that it's like gunky but yeah but But with a mix of yeah with a mix of castor oil and jojoba jojoba is the closest thing that you have um to your actual sebum of your skin mm-hmm. so that absorbs immediately and then the castor oil is really slow absorbing so it really stays on there and it, it's sort of like um you know those time release capsules it's right. like a time release lip balm and it's just it's heaven i, I you have know. to ask you this crazy question mm-hmm. and it really doesn't have anything to do with breast cancer but what about like psoriasis or those kinds of things do these lotions like are help because a lot of other lotions and a lot of stuff you see like the gold bonds and and all yeah. these things at the pharmacy like children my granddaughter has bad spots and i'd like to put i don't want i'm going to send you yeah you don't want to put chemicals and it, a lot of it has petroleum you know mm-hmm. basically the equivalent of petroleum in there which doesn't allow anything in or out so how can you heal right there's no healing right. involved so i've gotten a lot of emails um especially with eczema our body butter is just it's there's something in there that's just a miracle worker for eczema um and i would imagine it would work on psoriasis as well i'll get some to you oh, um, thank to try. You. oh in fact that. there's I, there's yeah, that's the body right butter okay um take a try of that there's it a few of those great. so it's there really should be one in there for you no i definitely because she's only two and i don't want we don't want no. to put chemicals on no. her and we don't want to put um oh that feels good gail gail put it on her hand yeah All natural. and we don't want to put um anything else like that that's that's awesome and it just was like a weird thing in my head i had to ask you when i looked well that's the thing it's like anything that's good for your skin is good for your skin it doesn't matter whether you're going through chemo or you've got acne or you've got psoriasis you want natural you know this is going to be good for anything because it's all natural it's plant-based it's essential oil based it's it's going to help your skin with whatever is ailing you to her tonight yeah on my way home yeah now tell me about um you have all this stuff for your skin, and then there's the scars. Mm-hmm. And 
And Lisa pointed that out to me. She's like, what? They got scar stuff here. That's yeah. how Lisa talks. Jeez. Lisa talks I, just like that. <laughs> you know what? I'm tired of everybody making fun of the way That's I beautiful. talk. It's I love the way she talks. It's very endearing. It's distinctive. Yeah. Do you remember? I could talk like this if you really want to. Every show I have to bring that She's so up. cute. You're so adorable. And the oh, voice with that face you. is adorable. Um, so yeah, so I have a scar repair, and that was the last thing I formulated, and that was out of a personal need for my. I had a lumpectomy, mm. um, and I wish you know it's almost TMI, but I wish I took a before and after shot of my scar because now it looks like um, like a cat scratch, and it's it's um, amazing oils that really work with um, regenerating the skin, mm. healing the skin. If you've got any bumps or or um, yeah. What, and any skin, like acne skin, um, uh, people with acne scars, it works really well. And there's an oil in there called helichrysum that is a miracle oil. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. any kind of scars, um, cesarean scars, acne scars, surgery scars. The main thing with that is just to make sure that you're fully healed before you use it. Um, and then you put it on, you rub in. If you can rub it in for up to two minutes, because a lot of times with scarring too, you get the lumps and bumps. You need Correct. to you work those out um, and just do it as hard as you can for as long as you can. And you'll notice a difference. Um, do it morning and night. You'll notice a difference within two to three weeks. In a month, there should be a vast difference. That's incredibly yeah. great. And that's really taken off. That was sort of, I was really, that's probably the product that I'm most surprised by because I think it was such a personal thing. And so when you create something for yourself personally and then everybody else loves it so much, you're like wow right so it's been great so walk me through the entire line like mm-hmm. you've got tell me from soup to nuts like your body lotion keep going we have body lotion body cream and the body cream is a thicker version of the body lotion the body lotion absorbs very quickly and what's nice is you can get dressed immediately afterwards you don't feel like you have a thick film on you um, we've got our facial serum which is probably our top seller at the moment our facial uh, cream, which our facial wash, which is a cream form. Usually with Green Beauty, people advocate that you use oils on your face, which is actually really important because especially if you have oily skin, you wash your face with a harsh soap. It dries it out, and then your glands have to overact to get um, that that oil back into your face so then you become more oily some women have a hard time going directly to oils only so this is a great oil cream so you sort of feel like it's the best of both worlds you get you get that um, thickness on your face Um, we have the lip balm we have an amazing foot salve um, which if you put it on at night throw some socks on over it in the morning you feel like you've had a pedicure it's just so beautiful Mm. and what's also beautiful like with the face serum I also use it on my lips I use it on my flyaways I use it on my cuticles with the foot salve I put it if my elbows are a little rough I put it on my elbows everything you can use for everywhere and then probably our ultimate top seller is our non-aluminum deodorant and as you were saying earlier you know women are getting diagnosed earlier and earlier in life it's 100% environmental, and when you look at the effects that aluminum has on the body, they are showing that not only does it cause breast cancer, but it also um, has a significant um, effect on Alzheimer's and early onset dementia, which is really scary. Cooking with it, putting it on your body, and you think about it, you shave your armpits, you nick yourself, you put on your, your antiperspirant, goes right into your bloodstream, what's it closest to? Your glands and your breast, your neck and your head. Right. So um, I that's the first product that I started formulating, the last product that launched, and we're launching next month with a um, magnesium deodorant, which magnesium oh, is so great. important for women. Um, and one of its effects is that it also is um, antimicrobial, so it helps with odor. And the thing is too, it, that's really important, especially to get young women, is that um, 
we're women of our age are used to antiperspirants. We're used to not sweating, Absolutely. which is horrible for you. You need to sweat. And so switching over to a deodorant, there is a process, usually two to four weeks, where you have to detox. So you will get a little bit of a funk for a while, but that's really important. That's all of the toxins coming out of your armpits. And then we have to get used to sweating. That was something hard for me to get used to, but now it feels it feels good. And so if we start women off with a deodorant, they're not going to get used to having not sweated. They're, they're, you know, that's, and that's what they do in Europe. In Europe, half the time, they don't even wear deodorant. Right. So it's really important True. Um, from an educational standpoint. And that's probably the thing I feel most passionate about is women, girls have got to start straight off with a natural deodorant and forget antiperspirants mm-hmm. per- altogether. I think that's super important. And yeah. people ask me all the time, like, knock on wood, I don't have like a lot of colds and I don't get sick a lot, but I work out every day and I sweat mm-hmm. profusely. And I had a problem with aluminum and deodorant. One time I got a huge deposit under my arm and they had to actually aspirate it. it. Yes. Because it was, and he said it was from the aluminum and the deodorant from from shaving and immediately putting on deodorant. So I stopped doing it. So on the weekends when I know I'm going to be working outside, I just don't wear deodorant. I mean, and then I go in and shower if I'm going out. Well, maybe I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go anywhere. but, um, But if I am going to go out, wherever it may be, I'll go in and shower and then I'll put it on. But I'll tell you right now, I use the least amount of deodorant and mm-hmm. antiperspirant as I, I can Good. because of that. Yeah. Because it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it scared me. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. It just like accumulated there under my arm. Yeah. And he's like, yep, there it is. We see this a lot. And I'm like, whoa, that's not good. Sweating is, it, you sweat Sweating for Sweating is a so reason. good for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. So when the women come to, they already had their surgeries, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And how soon can they start using your products? They can use it even before they have their surgery. They can use it the, you know, they can use it, you know, God forbid they get diagnosed. Um, They can, you know, they can use it the day that they're, you know, diagnosed that their skin is getting ready for treatment. Um, But my goal is to have every woman using it so that they don't get diagnosed. That's sort of the main key is to really have women. And the beauty is in in the green beauty world, there are so many options for clean skincare. There's no reason to use traditional skincare anymore that's just packed with stuff that we can't pronounce and we shouldn't be putting on our body. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of choices out there now. And um, ours is a beautiful, it's also affordable luxury. Mm-hmm. We're on the lower end of the higher end in terms of pricing. And it comes in the beautiful mirror on violet glass, beautiful. which was so important to me. I wasn't going to put all this work into a brand and then put it in plastic. Right. And sort of like what you were saying about the t-shirts, it's not exactly cost effective, but you know, look how beautiful it's this beautiful. is. Mm-hmm. And it also, it's what the Egyptians used to store their goods alchemically. So everything lasts in there um, six months to a year longer than it would mm-hmm. if it was in traditional packaging. And then there's also the the group that sort of, they work with crystals in the healing world. Oh, and they believe there is something about the vibration of mm-hmm. um, the violet glass that actually makes whatever is in the glass more potent and more Activate. magical. Activate it, yeah, for lack of a better word. But it's just something that it becomes more powerful of a product. That is, you're so that just was really amazing. important. And let me just tell you, I'm looking at you because I have skincare problems because my skin's always dry. Mm-hmm. And because I'm Irish, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thank you. 
I appreciate all that. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I'm Dutch, so I've got the fair skin <laughs> yeah, you're, too. You're, yeah. But your skin is beautiful, so I'm going to slather some of this slather on my and face. On. Yes, I mean, I, it's, your skin is gorgeous. Well, thank you. I think what you're doing is just amazing because you're you and, and Dana and Melissa. You took what was handed to you you were asked to join a club that you didn't want to join mm-hmm. you 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 know you took what was handed to you and you didn't lay down and and dana and um melissa and i we always talk about this especially last week with melissa you have two choices in mm-hmm. life you can lay down and roll over and say okay dude i'm done yeah i'm done and you know what i don't blame anyone that does and don't that. think i didn't want to when i was mm. first diagnosed that's i want to you know when you don't know what's going to happen to you when you don't know where you're going to be in two years there are all of us, you know, and in, in sh- everybody who's who are now in the position that I am there. You have moments that you just are like, t- you know, I'm I'm done. I can't handle this. I wasn't cut out for this. And it's it's amazing. And I say to women, you're, you're going to surprise yourself uh-huh. what you can do and what you know this. You're going to look back on this and not that I would ever wish cancer on anyone. Of course. But um, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I say right. that to women, something good will come of this. It may be small. It may be a change in your relationship. It may be a change in your environment. It may be a change in your work. But something good will come. You just need to wait. That is the best. That is the best advice. And that is a wonderful statement. Gail. Can I ask, like when you said that you were laying in your bed Mm -hmm. right before this happened and the little voice said, Mm -hmm. basically, I can't keep this up without something Mm -hmm. tripping it. Do you think, and I think you probably made reference to this, that a lot of our illnesses and cancer in particular, it has a huge emotional component. Yes. Yeah, I think stress is a big, is a big, and the, you know, there's good stress and there's bad stress. And I think we live in a world that's so, everything's immediate and immediate gratification and work. We work, work, work. And I definitely think that stress plays a big part in any illness, 100%. And you getting off the treadmill helped to heal you as well? Oh my gosh. I, I, you know, I can't say how grateful I am, you know, sort of what I was just saying that I'm in a world that's completely different than what I was, and I will never go back there. This is the best thing. My life is so amazing. I'm out there, I'm making things, I'm meeting amazing women every day. I'm giving them something that um, hopefully will change the world for the better. And uh, I'm 100%, I've done a 180, and I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier. Well, we we absolutely can't thank you enough for being our guest. Oh, we I'm so happy to be to here. You. We're thrilled with free gifts. Three <laughs> gifts, free gifts. We're thrilled, we're thrilled that you yes. came. Thank and you, thank you so much. You're making an amazing difference to a lot of women. Oh, and thank it's you, people like you that are, are really changing the face of how women think and how they feel. So thank you so much. You're really awesome. My absolute pleasure. It's been amazing to be here. Thank you. And meeting you. Again, your website violetsarebluskincare.com okay excellent so everybody please check that out it's it's amazing stuff it smells wonderful i actually would like to bite into the lip gloss <laughs> or the <laughs> lip balm i just gotta if anybody does forget remember that poem roses are red <laughs> violets are blue Violets are blue skin care. That's a good way to remember. Richard. That's for you. Yeah. They're all finished. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Done our new tagline. Skin care, that's for you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank Perfect. you. Oh, wait. And I wanted to say, too, yes. for all of your listeners, we're going to do a 15% discount for your listeners. So if you get oh. on to www.violetsareblue, um, I'll put the code in today, but just uh, OTM12, 15% off. Beautiful. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you so much. So great. Thank you, oh, Cynthia. Violets are blue. <laughs> 
Gail and Lisa are both crying again, as always. And I'm then I've done my job. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, thank and you. we'll be back. Oh. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back. And, of course, we're here with Tough Mother Lisa, who always has... Headlines and headaches. Sponsored by Milana Wigs, the most natural and undetectable wig around. And, oh, my God, I found this because my mom, as you know, is a breast cancer survivor, but, you know, she had lost her hair. So what I did in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month was research them more. You've got to check these out. They're listed as a local resource for Cancer Matters in L.A. They have a location in Los Angeles, Brooklyn, and Long Beach, California, which means, Gailey, you got to go research Brooklyn. Brooklyn they house. use virgin European hair, which is most desired due to the texture, premium processed human hair wigs. They have stylists. They'll wash your hair. They'll style your wig, including, get this, keratin treatments. I mean, how cool is that? Color it, trim it, whatever you need. They have four types of wig caps, plus they have this thing called, like, it's a wig grip. You know how wigs sometimes slide off your head well, Especially if you don't have any hair. Oh, my God, yeah. So these poor women, they have a wig grip comfort band to help it stay in place. They have clip-on bangs, extensions, anything. Now, not many people know that September was alopecia month, so it's not just women for breast cancer, mm-hmm. but it's also women who might be losing their hair. Their Adorna collection includes hats with hair, baseball caps with extension, berets, wigs, regular extensions, anything. Or if you just feel like getting a wig because you're tired of whatever color hair you have, you can go. They do so much I can't list it all. So, everybody, go to MilanoWigs.com. M-I-L-A-N-O Wigs. MilanoWigs.com. We love you. And I might go get a wig. I'm tired of my hair. Yeah, because you're always complaining about it. All so right. we want to go into our first story, <laughs> sponsored by Milano Wigs. I know. Okay, this just blew me away. A nine-year-old girl in Utah was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. Nine. That's the food. Okay. Chrissy Turner from Centerville, Utah, was diagnosed actually at age eight. She's now nine, and she's in remission. Very normally shy and quiet girl. However, she felt a lump, and she said to her mother, Mom... What is this? This month in People Magazine, you're going to be able to read the whole story. She said, if you ever find a lump, please don't wait. You should go to the doctor to have it looked at. A year ago, Chrissy was putting on her PJs and noticed a hard lump right under her nipple, which was kind of scary, and it was painful to the touch. And may I add, a lot of people think, you know, if it's cancer, it doesn't hurt. That's not always the case. Sometimes it can hurt. Okay. Now, because Chrissy's dad had been treated for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2008, her mother insisted she get an ultrasound and was shocked to learn Chrissy had secretory breast carcinoma, a rare type of cancer afflicting one in a million. Chrissy underwent a mastectomy. Remember, this girl is eight or nine i mean that's and you know listen to your kids when they come and say look at you know what is this don't dismiss it listen Mm -hmm. to your kids yes Mm -hmm. listen to them definitely so far she's doing really well um says her mom other than having a few emotional days she started Mm -hmm. developing her real breasts a little bit on her left side so at some point she's going to have reconstructive surgery but she is happy tries to see the silver lining and she's playing with her friends god bless you chrissy all the love oh wow and um, in honor of uh, that, detoxing and everything for breast cancer, there's detox teas. I picked the three top teas this summer. 
I found them, and I thought, you know what? We're going into fall, breast cancer detox. So you want to detox? Usually a 28-day program? Not always. They promise weight loss, reduced bloating, improved digestion, more energy, and better mood. Some cool info when looking to detox. First one, Chinese plant oolong. Psychologist William Rumpler for the Diet and Human Performance Laboratory investigated oolong tea to see if it's effective in controlling body weight. Check this out. On average, the volunteers burn 67 calories a day drinking oolong tea instead of just water. Fat oxidation, which is burning fat, was a significant 12% higher after the full-strength tea treatment than after the water treatment. Look for dandelion root for digestion, among others, cinnamon to reduce bad cholesterol, and ginger to boost digestion and enhance brain function. So, top three are slimming leaf, slender tox tea, colon cleanse, and fluorescence tea. And if you want any more, herbalisticreport.com for more info. Now, can the Harvey Weinstein trilogy get any worse? I can't take another moment of it. I just put this into my own words because it just keeps going. His wife, Georgina Chapman, is now divorcing him. A lot of people are not aware. She's a fashion designer Mm -hmm. and Helena's Marchesa. Did I say that correctly, Gary? Yeah, you did. Marchesa, which a lot of the you know, actors, actresses that work with him were kind of supposedly persuaded to wear it, so we don't know what's going to happen to her line. However, a few little tidbits here. Meryl Streep said he never approached her, but she was sickened by the accusations of sexual mm-hmm. harassment and assault. Actresses who have come out and come forward are Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie, Mira Savino, Ashley Judd, and Rose McGowan. Ben Affleck's statement... I am saddened and angry that a man I worked with used his position of power to intimidate, sexually harass, and manipulate women over the decades. Mm. However, mm-hmm. Rose McGowan says F off to Ben and claims he knew. And probably he probably did, you never know. This is all allegedly, people. The only woman that may not think he's not so bad is Donna Karen. What? Who was interviewed and said something to the effect, how are we carrying ourselves? I couldn't believe How are we Karen. presenting ourselves as women? Are we asking for it? She has got to be out of her mind. Something's totally. wrong with her because Lisa said, Karen, you got to see this, got to see this. No, and she I, probably I was able to listen to it. I couldn't believe it. There was no way for her. To, she tried to walk it back. There was no way for you her can't. to walk you that don't back. Walk no. that is back. An, that's an argument they used to use in 1952. Right. Okay. okay. I predict prescription medication is in, in, in her. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I looked up Georgina because I didn't know who she was. She's twenty four years younger than him, and she's beautiful and they gorgeous. Look, they, yes, and they look and they look ridiculous together. Yes, so, yes. You know, they, it's yes. Like, exact words it's, I said, right, Lisa? So exactly. when you look at a couple like that, you you know what you're looking at. And of course, he's such a sick bastard that that wasn't even good enough for him to have his trophy wife. You I mean, go she's stunning. Every, right, she stunning. looks like a mo- she looks like a model. She I mean, is a model. Right, exactly. <laughs> she is. Hopefully, it's over. Okay, there. and um. I, I do want to report about this because it's uh, near and dear. Everybody knows Delilah, who is the um, Life Learned Advice and Syndicated Romance radio show host. Um, she opens out about opens up about her son's suicide this month um, and the heartbreaking goodbye note. And it was simply he felt like this world was not his home. Hmm. So she opens up to people uh, in this week's issue offering detail of her son Zach's life and recent struggle with depressions in hopes of raising awareness for other families at risk. Zach was a senior and had the gift of compassion. He was a faithful friend to the outcast 
and the troubled. Like, it, it's incredible, her whole situation with His kids, own right? struggle began after 2016 car accident, which traumatized him. Then he had a painful breakup, and then an, a, an illness ensued, and he fell behind in school. When he was told he would not graduate, he spiraled into a depression. His mom quickly found him doctors. Delilah found him a counselor and a support group. Just before the end, she said, Delilah said he was doing so well, looking forward to making up credits, to graduating and starting film school. His goodbye note did not mention sadness, anger, Mm -hmm. angst, or depression. Just depressing madness about feeling like this world was just not his home. She is heartbroken and taking time off from her show. And let me just tell you something, people. It's the people that you don't know. Right. You do don't know this. what's in somebody's you head. Just, you just don't. You don't know. Don't know. And it's, she it's, has a lot of kids, actually. Lisa, how many kids did she, she have? She has 13, three biological, but she adopted 10. Wow. So wow. she's like, she's a really she's good She's married person. and yeah. divorced twice. I think this her third husband is who she's with right now. That scares me as a parent of young children because you, you do everything you oh, can. D- and, and you, you don't sometimes know. Sometimes you can't. You, you, people want to blame parents. You, some, you can't always you blame can't parents blame. for no, that. you can't. And, and people ask, people want to pry. They're like, you didn't know. You didn't see something. Right. Well, you didn't notice it. Well, you didn't know, see it. Guess what? Not everybody knows what's in the dark regions of someone's mind. You just don't and know. Sometimes you, you do all you can, and, and sometimes it's not enough. And if you're the per- a person who has had somebody commit suicide, you don't blame yourself. Right, right, right. Don't blame yourself. You couldn't have known. All right, so on a happier note, quickies. We got the quickies. <laughs> Here come the quickie statements. Okay, so J-Lo lists her penthouse apartment for $27 because she's looking for a place for A-Rod. I'll buy it. Okay. <laughs> Walmart says it's coming for Amazon, baby, with their e-commerce business. Direct pickup and purchasing of other companies such as Jet.com has fueled this, but Amazon is going after YouTube to be the content king with Alexa. So everybody's going after everybody, it seems. It's mm. just a whole new world, people. Um, world's highest paid actress. Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, guess, 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 Wait, guess. wait, wait. Uh, 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 highest paid, you said? Highest paid actress uh, so far this year. Don't know. Emma Stone. Oh, really? Wow. wow. La La Land, Emma Stone. $26 million. She's just doing a new Billie Jean King don't, movie. Don't you guys feel like she like she has a career Lin- Lindsay Lohan could have had if she wasn't such a mess? Because they kind of look alike, and Lindsay Lohan seemed like she was on her way to having a great career. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. I heard her on DVD. Oh, they have yeah. a similar look, and she had Mean Girls, and it was a big hit, and every, she was you know, America's yeah, sweetheart you know for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. think She's Emma good. Stone is a much better actress. Though. I think she Always is. Well, well, she was a young girl, though. I mean, she had potential to develop yeah. into that. Whoa! Okay, so, highest paid entertainer, pretext. Who do you think that is? Entertainer. Entertainer? Mm-hmm. The Rock. <laughs> I want oh, it. He's I want actually, it to he's be work, the Rock. He's working a lot. <laughs> I want The Rock. But it is P. Diddy. Diddy. $130 million. Wow. This is over a 12-month, you know, time this frame, a, people. Well, he's got and, multiple streams of income, this guy. He's now, like, Gailey, I'm vodka. sorry. Vodka. Yeah. Ciroc. Ciroc. Ciroc vodka. Yes, yeah. I love it. What, what, what? You can start with. I'm sorry, Gail. This is just pertaining to New Jersey people. I can, get, I can live, get with Jersey. She's no, with Jersey. She's with Jersey, but she doesn't drive. Oh. If <laughs> you live in New Jersey, <laughs> well, you don't, I state. do too drive. I, I drive. Oh, I didn't know that. I really t- <laughs> don't she listen drives. to her people. I have a driver's license. And you sound like my mother. I, I, yes, I, I am too a big driver. 
You are a driver because you went to Connecticut. And I'm sorry, I didn't know that. But anyway, if you live in New Jersey, there are a lot of rumors that we are overpaying because of our zip code and the, the uh, county. So betterfinances.com has a whole thing on their website. Everybody go check it out if you live in Jersey to see if you're paying too much. I'm checking it out. Now, two more things. Jackie Kennedy's former assistant, Kathy McKeon, said that if JFK Jr. hadn't passed away in 1999, he'd be running for president in 2020. And don't give me that look, Seth, because I would vote for him. How does she know? How does she know? Because there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of talk about this. I'm going to run in 20 years. Right. I'm going to vote for The Rock. (laughs) Oh, sorry. We're past that. (laughs) Uh, By the way, I think Oprah's throwing her hat in the ring for that, too. I'm still voting for The Rock. Side note. But. And Princess Kate debuted her baby bump and Adam Levine and Bahati Prinslow are expecting again. And if you're all done making fun of my quickies this week, I'm over and out, guys. God, that's it. Got nothing. And I'm again, done. I do too drive. Oh, and you know boy. what? It's probably a little putt putt car, too. <laughs> Here we go. And we'll be back in just a oh, moment. But before, and we go, before we go, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Hashtag OTM, hashtag One Tough Mother, and One Tough Mother with a U dot com. No more coffee for her. Seth will be back. Ay, ay, ay. The One Tough Mother Podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. And we're back, and Gail and Lisa are still fighting over Gail's driving. <laughs> and now Gail, Lisa's at the point where she's saying Gail needs pedals, blocks on her pedals. And apparently I'm not a towering inferno, no, which I'll she's get hit with the She is not. <laughs> but uh, last night, um, Gail got, you've got mail, and Gail's here with the tough mother mail. Gail's got mail. Okay, the first one is very simple. From Mad Mother. Dear OTM, what do I do if my teenagers refuse to act interested in family events? Mad mother. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> what, 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 did she just notice that? <laughs> what kid, what teenager cares doesn't about family come with events? The, doesn't it come into the dictionary next to teenager? <laughs> I don't give a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. You can't make I don't me care. all those things. Tell her I'm okay. busy. Girls, we what? still need to give this woman oh, advice. Gee, oh, right. All right. <laughs> You're right. And you know what? Hey, okay. Here's the deal. I had four. They were all teenagers at one time. They don't care. Make them do it. If it's a family <laughs> event... They had to do it. I, I mean, it depends and they, on what it is. And I used to do, well, yeah, yeah you're not going to make them do some things, but I used to be like, and you're going to have fun doing it. <laughs> I was really great at that. <laughs> I was a great mom. Just let me tell you. All my kids will tell you. That's just part of, it's a part of it what is. It's, it's a part of the, the growing process. You know, you have to think back mind. sometimes. You have to really grab a hold of yourself and think back. Oh, man, I hated doing that when I was a teen. You just remember. Oh, my God, yes. And you just got to tell them. There's things in life you're not going to love doing, but you just got to do it. Listen, I used to have to go to the Kingdom Hall. That was, tell me about it. I was, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got a lot of them today. Okay. This, uh, this next one is from Suspicious Friend. One tough mother. My best friend recently started seeing a guy a few years younger than she is. She's wondering if it's a good idea to continue their relationship for a few reasons. One of them being that he will have a streak of talking to her for a few days, answers all of her texts right away, and wants to go over her place to play. Then for the following few days, he will not respond to any texts or phone calls, makes excuses for canceling plans, and proclaims he just can't hang out all the time. What? 
this is quickly becoming a recurring cycle and she isn't sure what to do. I told her I feel like he's just using her because he sees her when he wants to and obviously doesn't really want anything long term. But she says he tells her he really enjoys spending time with her and likes her company. When she asks him why he goes dark for a few days without talking to her, etc., he said he just gets busy, yada, 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 yada. I think she needs to forget about him, but I don't want to be a mean friend and tell her that. She hasn't had much luck with men. Sad face. What's your advice? Go, Lisa. My advice is go see that movie. He's just not that into you. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the last stance. Go ahead, Gail. What are your thoughts? I think my thought is is that if he's not enthusiastic, if this is is this is how it starts, that's kind of the answer. There's mm-hmm. no enthusiasm. And we as women think we're going to turn him around, we're going to wear this. No, um, it's either yep. he's there or he's not there. Trust me. Mm-hmm. He's, like Lisa says, not that into you, Seth. And I don't mean to be mean about that. No. It's just, a great no. movie. It really is. It no, but a lot the thing is, is that a lot, we should be honest about it, mm-hmm. right? Seth. I have a different... Uh, thought about this based on experience uh, i'm not joking lisa looking at me like i'm about to make a joke i'm not um you're too they're all looking at me like uh, they want to jump on me um not, not, not in a good way um <laughs> I, I think what, what women don't realize is like they're in control of this in a sense that you, she's allowing him to get away with this you don't know where this relationship would have a, a chance or anything because she's allowing him to do whatever he wants you can't like she's jumping every time to see him and he's doing what he wants mm. women sometimes they don't realize they have the power to dictate how this goes and you have to realize that you know Otherwise, what because guy, guys are like guys are guys and they're gonna like they're gonna give what you give them they're gonna take what you give them 100 percent. here's what i say and i follow you right down the path seth word at word to my man <laughs> um you can only be treated the way you allow people to treat you bottom line that's true. you can only mm-hmm. be spoken to yeah. the way you allow people to speak to you bottom line Stop it. Cut it off at the beginning. Stop running after him or it's going to continue. End of subject. I'm done. Bam. And <laughs> email number three. <laughs> so a mad mom. Dear one tough mother. I went to the liquor store this evening to pick up a bottle of wine for dinner for my husband and I. I had my son with me who is eight because my husband wasn't home yet to leave him with. I didn't think twice about running in quick with my son well, until some old witch in the store thought it was necessary to point out my bad parenting because of having my son in the store. She made this comment. All these young moms worry about as their party days and subjecting their children to it. Mm. In which I said, this is for my husband and I for dinner. My party days are long gone. Then this woman said that she could see what kind of mother I am by me bringing my child into a store like this. And then I said, lady, last I checked, he wasn't buying this wine. I mean, Jesus, why are people so weird? Mind your own business. Am I the first mom to bring my kid in with me? I wasn't leaving in to stand outside in the, st- uh, the store or in the car to be kidnapped or hurt. Am I wrong? No, come on. They sell wine and beer in grocery stores. <laughs> Is the kid supposed to be leashed outside the door? And when gas you go stations. In? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, you know what? Yeah, and even, even like, I think dignifying her with a response after the first time was she wasn't even worth the conversation. Who is she? Who I'm is not, this woman to like? I love how people. Do you have Seth? Have you ever had that where somebody jumps in your in your business on, in a store? Some of us are from Jersey. We don't we don't yeah. put up with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. This is yeah, making me angry just, reading this. I like, know. Who right. are you? Right. I don't know you. Get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't talk. Are you talking to me? I don't think you're talking to me. Karen yeah. will tell you what I do to people on the way here. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to walk down the street. You so know what you're I'm, bringing them into the store. This is the way the kid's gonna grow up. Give me a break. Mind your own business. Yeah. You know what, Lisa? What do you think I want to say now? Bye-bye, Felicia. 
Oh, I love you guys. Anyway, Woo. thank you. And if you have a question, and we're, we're going to give you down and dirty, honest answers about how we feel, write to OneToughMother.com. OneTough, M-U-T-H-E-R, dot com. What? Wait, I pointed at Lisa. Lisa was like getting ready to say something, so I thought I was stepping on it. Oh, no, no. I was just going to. Go ahead. Say who's sponsoring Please. your next thing, but I didn't know if you were ready to do it yet. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> by the way, I didn't say it. Um, Mother's Mail is sponsored by Milano Wigs, as is Mother Says. Milano Wigs, the most natural and undetectable wig. And wonderful stuff. And today's Mother Says is, is in, it's going to be dedicated to Cynthia, to Dana, to Melissa, to all our friends who've had breast cancer and gone on and made something wonderful of a really crappy, crappy situation. And it goes, if you really want something, you're going to find a way. If you don't, you're going to find an excuse. Okay? Very simple. Very true. If you really want something, you're going after it full force. you got to keep driving, driving, driving. It sucks sometimes. you got to keep going. If you don't, you're finding an excuse. Have a happy day, everybody, and we're glad you came back. Tell all your friends about One Tough Mother's show, and we'll talk to you next week. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.